Hi, this is Andrea Roth with Ascension, and you're listening to TV Times 3. We sit glued to the TV set all night, and every night, why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of... Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 248. On this episode, we've got some cancellation and renewal news, and then we'll be talking about... uh, all the fun we had down in Orlando for the Sci-Fi Digital Press Tour 2014. And then uh, we'll be discussing uh, the second season premiere of The 100, the series premiere of Constantine, and uh, what's been going on here in the first few episodes of The Walking Dead Season 5. And then at the end, we've got some uh, TV recommendations and some listener feedback. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 248. I'm Jason the TVaholic from TVaholic.com, and this week I have joining me... Emma Loggins from Fanbolt.com. And Kyle Nolan from NoReruns.net. Thank you both for uh, joining me. Uh, long time no see, right? <laughs> About a week. <laughs> yeah, almost almost exactly. Yeah, we were all recently in Orlando for... Uh, Sci-Fi's digital press tour to find out about uh, some of their shows and stuff, but we'll be talking about that in a bit. First up, uh, some news, and we now know the uh, first canceled show of the <laughs> new show of the season, which uh, ABC has canceled Manhattan Love Story, uh, and at the same time, they added episodes to uh, The Middle, The Goldbergs, Modern Family, Blackish, Grey's Anatomy, Castle, and Once Upon a Time, so... One show is disappearing, and then all those other shows they've gone to either – they've either added one or two episodes to go to 23 or 24 episodes for the season from the normal 22. But uh, not surprised that Manhattan Love Story is the first one to go. It was sort of in that rotation of that or Bad Judge, you know. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many of them. It's like spinning a wheel. Which one will go first? I mean, there was like there was just you know there were well there were two or three you know or like Mulaney, which uh, that also got its uh, you know recently got its episodes cut uh, down to a uh, thirteen. So it's going to get canceled. It just hasn't been yet. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm a little worried for. Uh, I'm actually doing a set visit tomorrow with the Red Band Society, and I have a feeling that that one's not a. Uh, it's not doing great in ratings, so I'd be surprised if it hangs around. But I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> I wonder if they schedule the set visit just to try to drum up some press, like get the word uh, out. Yeah, I mean that that would make sense. It'd be smart on their part. <laughs> well, that way the that way the commercial would. Uh, for it, the ads and promos for it all say, and the show everybody's talking about. And I'm like, who? Who is this everybody? <laughs> the people that will be there tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, of which they speak. I was like, I was like, I haven't really heard anybody talking about it since it premiered. Yeah, I haven't either. I haven't either. It, it, was, it, was, well, it was kind of like I just, uh, the promos that were playing during uh, like Grimm and, and for this week for Constantine were all, and the most anticipated uh, new show of the fall. And I was like, Wait, what? <laughs> I, like, I really I really wish they had to like footnote those. Like when they say number one new show, tell me where how you're measuring that because I wanna know like who who are the people that are most anticipating Red Band Society. Like I want I want evidence. Yeah, of where, this. where's all the talking going on? But like where like who I was like I haven't heard a lot of anticipation for Constantine. Like there's some uh but it's like you're just like really 
I I think you sh- I think they do themselves a disservice when they overhype their own stuff uh, with that type of stuff because then if you're sitting there going, well, I haven't heard anybody mention Red Band Society, then you go. Who so who are these people that are talking about it? <laughs> I think it's if it's the most talked about and I've never heard anybody talk about it. The most talked about by the producers of the Red Band Society. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, but uh there yeah, there's just a handful of shows that uh, I mean at least Red Band Society's not like terrible. You know, it's just not people aren't just people just aren't watching it. There's a handful of shows that were just terrible, but you weren't sure like based on, you know, what the new reality is ratings-wise and, you know, based on when things premiered, you know, some things premiere. I mean, Manhattan Love Story actually premiered a little later uh, than than some shows, and, you know, it still was the first, you know, it's the first to go. You would think that something else that had three or four low-rated eps in the bag might be the first one to go instead of... But, yeah, I guess it was really... The ratings were really cratering from Selfie, which was doing okay, to it would just drop out. And then it was only helping to ever so slowly continue to kill the ratings of Agents <laughs> of S.H.I.E.L.D. So that that one's gone. I guess they're going to uh, uh, double pump Selfie episodes at least for a couple weeks or something like that. So, So I guess you have twice as much selfie to look forward to. <laughs> I've actually been enjoying it. I, th- I actually really like the show. So I liked it too. And then someone said it was like the most vapid show they'd ever seen right after I said I liked it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that, yeah. that hurts. <laughs> what? What, yeah, what are you saying? Like, what are, <laughs> what are you saying about me? <laughs> I like her villain. I can't help it. <laughs> well, I think she's actually pretty good in uh, sort of the some of the physical comedy and 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 other stuff it's just sometimes there's there's a few things about the show that you're just not not quite sure about but it does feel like they might a handful of episodes in or so like figure out what they're really doing right some of the some of the some of the stuff that you know a play off of you know this social media thing or that social media thing, those have been pretty funny for the most part. And I guess, you know, you could go forever with those since there's always new social media apps popping up all the time. So you can, you can always find something new to make fun of. All right. uh, Next up, uh, CBS has cut the season order for CSI from 22 to 18. That's never a good sign. (laughs) It's probably, probably not a great sign, but for a show and it's, it's, it's the first time it's ever done less than 22 in in the season and it's like season 15 or something but partially it was uh because of the number of episodes they were going to need and how many they were producing of uh CSI Cyber that's going to you know play in that same time slot so i guess they like 13 of those and 18 of these would give them you know a nice uh i guess they could pretty much go no reruns for the for the most part i have no problem with that throughout the whole season so that (laughs) so that that works there uh the cw has picked up uh, the flash and jane the virgin for full seasons which uh yay is is not a surprise considering the while it didn't do outstanding apparently it jane the virgin did do 
It's one of those that's like, it didn't do great, but it did better than anything else we've had in this slot for three years. (laughs) I was really worried about that one because when I I love the pilot, I I love the show, but I was like, I don't know if the mainstream is going to like love this. I feel like it's going to get canceled. So I'm thrilled that it got picked up. Yeah, at least we're going to get a a full season of it. It's it's been really good. And I think the other thing is it's getting – while it's – you know, doing okay, it's also getting a lot of critical praise. Right. And so, you know, if you're the CW and you have critics mentioning yourself (laughs) in a positive (laughs) light, it's like, let's keep that one. Uh, Exactly. (laughs) uh, But yeah, and then, and then the flash, which is not a surprise considering how it came out of the gate. And they just uh, sent out the press release today that the, the live plus seven day ratings were like 6.83 million which is the largest ever uh, for a CW show. Uh, it's, so it's, it's the most watched ever show on the CW. And then if you add in, the, it played a second time that first week. Uh, it played after Arrow. And if you include the people that watched it then that didn't watch the first one and all the people that watched it uh, via some streaming media platform, uh, apparently it made over, it's had like over 13 million views. Wow. In total. So that's uh, that's quite a lot of people that have seen something that's produced in, on the CW. So maybe it is finally that show that breaks out a little more mainstream uh, for the CW. You know, something that's out there where people finally figure out where the CW is on their, you know, on their TV. It's a superhero <laughs> show that's not super dark. Yeah. Well, it's also it's it's also a superhero show that the Flash has name recognition in the general popula- population, where something like Arrow doesn't, and you know something like we're going to talk about later, Constantine doesn't really either. Uh, yeah, you know the Flash is is closer on being known by people, you know, to you know like Wonder Woman and Superman, Batman, and uh, right you know, things of you know, not on the same level as those, but you know it's. It's sort of like a probably a second tier sort of superhero that if you mentioned it, people would uh, at least know that it's a superhero that runs really fast. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, that got that got picked up. So that'll be good. And then FX has canceled the bridge after two seasons, which not really surprising because that one sort of while the people that I did hear talking about it all said that it got better. Like it, it, the second season was better than the first season. Uh, apparently, people that liked it in the first season didn't stick around to watch a second season because it didn't do very well uh, ratings wise. But then it also didn't have uh, sort of the cachet of something like The Americans, which doesn't have a lot of people, uh, quite as many people watching it either. But it does have a lot of people talking about it uh, and, right. and writing about it. So. Did it at least have an ending, or you don't? You didn't watch it. I didn't. I didn't finish the. I never got. It's one of those shows that I got behind on over the summer, and I never. Uh, I have like all the discs sitting here somewhere that I could watch. <laughs> but, but yeah, I I I liked how it started, but I, yeah, I don't know if it did. If it came to any type of conclusion, I mean it. It probably came to some sort of conclusion for whatever sort of the main thing of the season did like they did in the first season. Uh, But 
there might have been still bigger things out there that you know they could continue with. Uh, so you know, not like it's not like they solved all the crime at the border. <laughs> yeah. That's it. It's amazing. We're done. They're super cops. <laughs> we don't have any more story to tell. We solved everything. <laughs> That's exactly how it should have been. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next up, uh, both of these we, that we uh, learned down in Orlando. Uh, the Sci-Fi has renewed a Z Nation for a second season and Face Off for an eighth. I'm excited for both of these. Z Nation, If you, uh, we can get to it when we get to that later, but if you gave up on it in the first episode, it got really good around the sixth and seventh episode, like some very interesting turns. So I'm happy to see that it's got a second season. So yeah, right about the time it. I deleted it off my DVR, you're saying yep. it, got <laughs> it got good. It, it, it like it got like it, it became not so much campy, but genuinely good, like with some interesting uh, twists. I mean, there's still the campiness in there, but I'm interested to see where they go the rest of this season and next season. And Face Off, I've been watching that since the beginning. I could I can keep watching that. It's always a fun show to watch. All right, and uh, lastly. Uh, USA Network has renewed uh, Crisley Knows Best for a third season. I don't know why, but I'm still watching this show. I, <laughs> I really have no clue why I'm watching this show. But this this family seems like so fake, but I just can't turn away. It's like a, a train wreck or something. I just can't not watch. Well, it's the we it's it's the we got into comedy and. We tried some comedy in reality, and now we're getting out of that. But this one actually works, so we're going to keep doing this one. You know, and, well, I don't know how how <laughs> real, how how unscripted this really. Well, I, it's but. it's it's the scripted unscripted comedy of it all. You know, it's sort of like you know, any of these any of these types of shows. It's like nobody does this much stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like, like if if you're really following these people with a can't, and so they come up with things and situations, and what they do might not be exactly scripted out how they react to things, but they do sort of, I think, create a lot of these. We're gonna we're gonna create this situation for him to you know see what his opinion on this is or whatever. They're an interesting family. Um, I didn't know anything about them at all until USA Network did a uh, a junket down here for satisfaction. And then the next day they had um, breakfast with the family of Chris Lena's bust. And I got there a little late and walked into one of the most awkward situations of my life. Um, I'm getting out of the car and I see the whole family is standing out in front of this restaurant and they're all yelling at each other. And the publicist is, like, trying to calm them down. And they're all, like, giving each other these horrible looks. And the publicist is like, look, you just got to be nice for, like, an hour. Just, you know, be nice. This is a and I'm, like, standing here, like, seeing all of it. And I'm, like, acting like I – because I can't – they're blocking the door. I can't walk through. And <laughs> where's the where's the camera on my phone? Where, where, <laughs> where is it? It was horrible. Oh, my God. And then so I was like, well, now I've been waiting. Now it seems like I've been eavesdropping when really I just didn't want to walk through it and so it's like I'm trying to go into the door so I started to go in and 
and Chris Lee like turns like he turns around and gives me this like die bitch die look didn't assume that I was like a member of the press and then he realized I was <laughs> we got inside and his whole demeanor totally changed and it was just it was incredibly awkward and I felt bad that I walked in on that like moment but it's like they were going at it like in like outside in front of the restaurant, I, I didn't know what to do. Were you looking um, around, going, "Where's the cameras? Are they filming this? Is this part of the show?" <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I will say that um, while I think a lot of it is probably scripted, and a lot of the things that he says are just like hysterical, and he was like that during breakfast too. So it was like, I don't. I think that a lot of it is really him, and that's just really kind of his personality um i'm sure they they script some of it but uh it seems like their dynamic is i don't know they've got some drama going on obviously but um yeah. they seem like <laughs> yeah. they seem like pretty funny people well i think uh, a lot of these you know like a duck dynasty or you know these shows that follow like a real family you know type of thing i think a lot of their <laughs> They're like unscripted reactions to things, but they create the situations. Exactly. You know, they they decide like this episode's going to be about X Y Z, and then then you get like what his reactions would be to that. You know, if <laughs> if his kid got into this or said you know or or whatever, and and it's just because uh, because some of it you can't like if you're actually following people all around like. It wouldn't – everything wouldn't coalesce into like, this makes a great episode you know, type of thing. Yeah, you'd maybe get like five minutes of footage about some random event that wouldn't really make a full episode. You know, exactly. kind of like a kind of like a Real Housewives. Nobody has that many get-togethers, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> I could honestly say I've never seen an episode of that show. But they have to, but they have to get them together for something so that they a can, reunion, so that they can have them go at each other, you know. But you know, how many events do these people really would they really be attending, you know, or, or having if they weren't on the show? That's why I wonder right. how much how, how how do these people change when you're following them with cameras? Like how like you may have thought they were interesting to begin with, but yeah. like <laughs> now you're affecting it being there, like. Yeah, the only way to get like real would be to like actually secretly tape somebody without them knowing and then coming in later and going, "Here's what we recorded of you. We'd like to create a show." <laughs> <laughs> be like a real life Truman show. It'd be yeah. amazing. <laughs> All right, that'll uh that'll do it for the news and we'll move on to the next segment uh and talk a little bit about the Sci-Fi Digital Press Tour uh, 2014. As I mentioned before, we were all in Orlando uh, this past uh, last week uh, on a Sunday and Monday, which included uh, a get together dinner on Sunday night and then uh, bowling with the cast of Ascension, uh, which is the their new, well, I guess it's new mini series or limited series or limited mini series or whatever. Yeah. I'm calling it a, after how they talked about it, I'm calling it a six hour pilot for a potential new <laughs> series. I think that's accurate. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then on Monday we did, uh, they did panels for a bunch of their new shows that are coming uh, like Ascension, uh, 12 Monkeys, uh, Killjoys, uh, and Town of the Living Dead, and then also for 
Uh, they did some stuff for Face Off, Helix, and Z Nation. So basically, they brought on some of the cast members or people behind the show, and uh, we got 20 minutes or so to pepper them with questions, and then a few minutes after that to uh, bombard them with cameras. Is <laughs> 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 basically what happened. That was uh, that was one of the they've done this before. This is the I can't remember now. Is this was like the eighth one I think they've done. Yeah, it's the eighth. But this is the third one where they've done it in Orlando with the uh, panels and stuff like that. Uh, and then we closed out the night uh, by uh, heading off to uh, Hogsmeade and Diagon Alley for uh, a little train ride. You know, some uh, escaping from a few places. Trying to get away from dragons and whatnot uh, to uh, Wizarding World of Harry Potter, but first uh, we'll we'll start with uh, the Sunday night uh, dinner and stuff. Uh, Emma, who who did you have in your uh, group uh, bowling for bowling? Uh, we had Brandon Bell, who is pretty good at bowling. Although in comparison to me, everyone there was <laughs> I bowled a thirty-one. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> It's not as bad as me, who the very first shot, I went back with the ball, fell flat on my face. <laughs> Fortunately, no, none of the actors had showed up yet at that point. So uh, uh, I, I dusted myself off, uh, but I was very cautious every time I stepped up to the lane the rest of the night. Yeah, Kyle went to do that like professional bowler slide, but his shoes didn't slide, and so he just... It went straight to his knees and <laughs> like he was <laughs> like he was bowing before the pins playing please fall down please fall down although I did get a nine on that <laughs> yeah, it's <was> a... <laughs> uh, better than I did <laughs> yeah well I just thought it was funny that everybody else in the group had had bowled before a bunch and I've only been bowling once before and like halfway through, I was leading. <laughs> I was like, "What's going on here?" Beginner's luck. <laughs> and then, and then uh, finally, I think Kyle's knees started feeling better, so he started bowling a little better about halfway through. I did eke out a hundred at the end. <laughs> yes, an even hundred, a perfect one hundred. Yes, that's right, <laughs> both perfect hundred. Which I was super bummed about because in the second, I only ended up with like a ninety something, and in but in the second time we were going through we had somebody in our group who was spending more time off chatting with another group of people than actually like participating in the bowling and like chatting with us you know like (laughs) uh, and so we kept having to go it's your turn and then she would like finally come but it took so long between both those both times through that we only got to the like through the eighth frame of the second time, and I was on pace to beat a hundred the second time. I was Aww. like, I had a shot. I had a shot of it in the final frame of 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 possibly going over a hundred. So I, I was I was severely disappointed when the time ran out and it locks you out of bowling. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> like, your 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 two hours are done. <laughs> yeah, but we we had we had Andrea Roth at our lane, and she was really nice when she came over initially. She even recognized most of us from the Comic Con uh, press room. She's like, oh, "I've seen you before," and like uh, she introduces herself. And then throughout the rest of the the weekend, every time we saw her, she would like say hi. And, like we ran into them a bunch of times uh, at the Harry Potter thing, and um, 
and just at, at the panels and things. Yeah, she was she was great. Like, like <laughs> there's sometimes where you can tell where you know they're like, well, I have to be here. And she generally seemed like she was having fun. Like she was having fun bowling. She was having fun talking with us. And just like Kyle said, and that she even like didn't remember our names or anything, but she did recognize some of us from that. She had seen some of us before uh, when we interviewed her at Comic-Con, you know, back in July. That's, I always find that pretty pretty impressive because they meet way more people than we do. They do. (laughs) So, that's that's pretty impressive with it. You know, they're actually, you know, when you f- find one of them that's actually, you know, paying attention and generally interested in, you know, some of the people that are, you know, going to be promoting their stuff. <laughs> well, I, I actually tweeted out a picture of me and her on the, on the bowling lane uh, and she retweeted it. And then somebody else like tweet, retweeted it and said, Andrea, it was like from Andrea Roth fans or something like that. And they're like, Andrea Roth with at Kyul. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, why? Why do people care that I'm in the picture? <laughs> but I, I Why don't you retweet it? Some dude with Andrea Roth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, before we get further than the bowling, we just have to mention, because Amory would kill us if we didn't, at the dinner, they had this amazing mariachi band <laughs> that basically played all the classics, and then they would throw in, like, Beat It, uh, Tainted Love, and Call Me Maybe, <laughs> we heard. <laughs> yes, you haven't... <laughs> You haven't lived until you've heard a mariachi band play "Call Me Maybe," <laughs> and they were they were really good because at one point you were like, "Oh, mariachi music," and then you're then like the next song you were like, "Is that?" <laughs> you know, you're like, "Is that tainted love they're playing?" <laughs> it's like, and then you're like listening and you go, "It is. That's what they're playing." It was pretty awesome. Yeah, that was. Uh, that was pretty good. Good food and uh, good times uh, hanging out with uh, getting to see you know various people that you only get to see at these types of things uh, <laughs> usually. So that was the Sunday night, and then we uh, you know on the Monday we moved on to the panels, and I've sort of split them out in the uh, new shows and returning shows. And uh, Emma, what were your thoughts about the you know like Twelve Monkeys, Ascension, Killjoys? Uh, on the scripted side and Town of the Living Dead on the the more reality side, the supposedly unscripted side of things. <laughs> <laughs> like before you, like, what did you know about them going into this? And, uh, you know, which ones were you excited for or were looking forward to? And did any of those opinions change after the uh, panels? Um, I think Ascension is what I'm most interested in. I'm excited to see 12 Monkeys and Killjoys more so than I think I was before the panels. Um, very skeptical of what they're going to be doing with 12 Monkeys, but all of the stuff that they showed for, for all of those looked really good. Um, and of course, you know, they use the example of uh, FX with Fargo and, and how well they, they executed that. And that's a great example. So um, I hope 12 Monkeys will will uh, kind of follow in that same path and, and, and be as awesome and separate from the, the film. Uh, but I think as far as Town of the Living Dead, I had, I'd seen it. I wasn't a huge fan of it. In general, I'm not a fan of reality TV. Um, 
but the people were, I mean, they were awesome. All of the panelists were awesome. Um, they seemed like a really fun group to hang out with. Uh, but I think I'm still, I'm, I'm really intrigued for Ascension. That's, that's the one I'm looking forward to the most. How about you, Kyle? Yeah, so for me, I already, I, I already knew most about Ascension because uh, at Comic-Con they already talked about it and there wasn't much new. So I'm still excited for that one. Uh, 12 Monkeys, I knew nothing about. I, I just watched the movie like uh, a couple days before this just so I knew what it was about. Uh, I'm still not completely sold, but it sounds interesting. Um, I had talked to the creator during our 50-minute photo break, <laughs> and uh, uh, he, he said that he actually has material for like 22 episodes and a three-season plan right now, and he definitely has a, a plan for how it will all end, and each episode will be like a closed story, but also like expand like an overall arc and it sounds like they're going to have all kinds of fun with time travel and things so it sounds interesting and i'll I'll check it out killjoys was the one i was most surprised about i knew nothing about what the show was even about and after seeing like they showed us a trailer and they were talking about it i i'm really looking forward to this one it it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun almost like a like a um what's a firefly but not a Western, uh, and I talked to the creator of that too, like just to ask her what the name even meant. And apparently, like the show is about these people that colonized another planet, and the currency on that planet is called joy. And these people are bounty hunters who, with like kill warrants, so they kill for joy, and that's where the the Killjoy's name came from. She said she just liked the word and she had to make it fit. (laughs) So that's how it worked. But I I also like how she explained it and said that like, there's like this triangle between two brothers and a, and a female partner, but it's not romance related at all, which I really like that, that it's not like a love triangle. It's like a, almost like a business triangle. Like this brother has to, choose between his business partner and his brother who wants to be part of the the business so that sounds really interesting and town of the living dead i've it's another one of these like fake reality like scripted reality shows that i just find enjoyable to watch and so and like like emma said the uh the cast was really fun uh this was like one of the most fun panels of the day like it was just they were just having a lot of fun talking about how they did all their special effects and things and so i really enjoyed that panel yeah for me uh, 12 monkeys was one of the was the one that you're just like well what are they gonna do with this you know type of thing but from seeing the trailer and listening to them talk about it it sounds very interesting that they've they've come up with an idea you know, to use the time travel aspect and stuff to, uh, you know, the the going back to try and change, uh, you know, change things so that, you know, this <laughs> bleak future doesn't come to pass. It all seemed way more interesting uh, after after hearing them talk about it and uh, and seeing the trailers for it. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that one now. Uh, Ascension is the, is the one, like you said, Emma, I, just the premise of it, this whole idea of this sort of mini society that's been, uh, out in space for 50 years, uh, that, you know, that left in the sixties, but they've developed, you know, they've developed their own culture and stuff now, 50 years later, that's completely different than ours. Uh, just the idea of seeing what they, you know, the things they decided to, uh, you know, what things evolved, 
what things didn't, you know, what type of things have they created or not created because you don't have the same resources. Uh, right. You, you only have 600 people, you know, so you, you, things are, things will develop, but things obviously would develop slower. Uh, and, you know, some things you wouldn't ever be able to develop because you, <laughs> you, know, you didn't have the, you know, the actual pieces that you could uh, use to create those, you know, type of things. And so just on that, that sort of aspect, the type of stories that they can tell within that, I think could be really interesting. Uh, this sort of closed society that's been away from, uh, you know, everything else and like how, how have they changed? You know, what is the second generation or, you know, or sort of the first generation that's only known life on the ship? Uh, you know, what is, and how, how has things developed? And, and I, I'm even more interested after hearing them talk about it, you know, even though we'd heard them talk about it before. Uh, but since Comic-Con, there's been like, they decided to do this as a limited series where it was seemingly, it looked like it was going to be a limited series, but it was going to play over six weeks. And now it's going to play over, you know, two hours a night for three nights straight as more of one of their, you know, they usually have some sort of winter event type series uh, that they've done in the past, you know, things like Tin Man and, and whatnot. But it almost seemed like an afterthought that that's what this was going to be. But then after listening to them talk, as I mentioned, as I said, uh, it, it really seems like this is a six-hour pilot for a potential ongoing series. And there's so much stuff that to drop it in just like an episode at a time that you really need like all of this like in a short period of time to grasp what's going on and you know and get a good look at all the characters and the situation and after listening to him talk i i'm sort of on board with that it seems like a good idea and then also that they brought all of the ca- all of the main cast to this yeah, it was event. the biggest it was the biggest panel yeah, it was the it was the most cast members they had of anything so it made me less feel like oh because it for a second there it felt like oh they're this, they're not as up on this as they thought they were going to be right? once they saw it. And I think actually the changes that they've made is maybe they saw it and they decided, wow, this might actually could really be something. And if you're not sold on it, you just have to listen to Al Sapienza talk about the show for yes, about five that's minutes. Right. <laughs> He's the most excited person about this show. I've never seen like an actor so excited. And seemed about, genuinely uh, so. Oh, like, it's genuine, yes. Like, <laughs> So much so that there were times where you were like, there were you were looking around the room where you were going, there are people going, shut up, shut up, stop talking. <laughs> like, you're about to go someplace we don't want you to go. Like, <laughs> but yeah, that that one. So I I I was always interested in it from just the idea of it. Uh, I find it a fascinating idea uh, of which you know to tell stories within. Uh, but then was a little worried about it. But then, not so much now. I I am sort of liking uh, what they're doing. You get a you know, like a big drop of it all at once, and if it does well, you know, sometime next year we'll get a a, a you know a continuing series out of out of this, and uh, that that could be good. But uh, Killjoys, uh, like Kyle, had no idea really like what this. <laughs> Other than just 
they have like you know like one paragraph like on the website like that's <laughs> that's it uh, that 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 you could see and they showed a but when they showed a trailer for it and uh, then you know got to talk to the creator and uh, it's Aaron Ashmore right <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> it's Aaron Ashmore from Warehouse Thirteen who's one of the uh, one of the leads in the show and. I you know I mentioned it to Kyle before and stuff that the stuff that sci-fi is doing uh, and they even talked about it at this that they want to be like the premier place for sci-fi maybe on a smaller scale but they want to be known for things like a Game of Thrones or you know they they want to get into uh, back to being the place where there's you know hardcore sci-fi there's still the other stuff too because you know but that they'll back for being known for that but within that i keep i kept going but i really like stuff like eureka and warehouse 13 like where where are those shows like why are all the shows you know these like 12 monkeys or ascension or some of the big other you know type miniseries type things that they've done or helix or defiance while they have some fun aspects to them and you know some comedic moments they're not that action sci-fi comedy type of thing. And after seeing Killjoys, Killjoys seems to be the closest thing to that. Uh, it, it looked really fun in the, uh, you know, lots of uh, space bounty hunters, you know, <laughs> lots of uh, action sequences and, you know, uh, quips and fun. It, it just looked like maybe there is still they still are doing some of these things that have that more fun side to it. Uh, right. And, and yeah. so that's why I'm interested in Killjoys uh, is it looks like it has a, a, a bit more of a fun aspect to it. Not everything has to be, it's like, why so serious all the time? You know? <laughs> Not everything has to be so serious. And then next up, they also did uh, some stuff for a uh, face off. Uh, where they had the host of uh, of Face Off uh, join us at lunch, <laughs> they they brought her around and sat her down at each table for us to to ask questions, and then they also had panels for uh, Helix and uh, Z Nation, and uh, well, Kyle, you had mentioned uh, Z Nation got good, so <laughs> you're yeah. on, you're on board for uh, more Z Nation uh, since we're going to be getting more of that. Uh, I'm really interested to find out what do you both uh, think of uh, what they talked about for Helix. What do you think, Emma? Well, I don't watch Helix, so I don't have a whole lot to uh, <laughs> on that show. I do think it was really cool that they said their tech advisor was working on the Ebola case um, and <laughs> had it delayed production. So I thought that was pretty cool. But other than that, I don't really know anything about it. How about you, Kyle? I think it sounds great. Like uh, it's it's basically they said like that. Each well, each season's like a self-contained new virus, new setting. But I like that they're maintaining the same like claustrophobic feeling. And I asked about the music, and that's coming back—that weird music that doesn't match up to the what's going on on the screen. So they definitely know what people liked about the first season, and they're trying to recreate that in an all-new story in an all-new setting and keep that same feeling. And so I think they also said they were going to play with time a bit. Uh, this season as well, so I'm I'm really looking forward to that. I, I enjoyed the first season, and I'm looking forward to seeing how they they mix things up uh, for the second season. 
Yeah, they had some they had some time jumps where they showed, you know, past and present and and stuff and future from where the main story took place uh in uh in the first season. Uh so the second season, I it did sound kind of interesting in that it was like it's sort of like an anthology series where but with an overarching story, like <laughs> each each season is going to be like a in a new spot and a new thing, uh, but the same cast, same characters, uh, a lot you know uh, for the most part. But there's some aspects of a continuing story, uh, but each season would be like totally different. Like you got the claustrophobic of this, I you know this base up in you know where it's all surrounded by snow and ice, and then this one's going to be taking place on like an island that you know it's not easy to get on or off of. Uh, and uh, so there's, you know, a com- that's like a completely different setting. <laughs> Nobody yeah. in big white coats this, this year, I suppose. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I was, I'm kind of interested uh, to see, like, I wasn't overly enthused by the time this, you know, the first season ended. But I'll check out to see what they, you know, what they do to start out the, uh, the new, the new season. But I, I did. I did also ask him about like, so you're doing you know different something different each season. Like, how many of these future ideas do you have? Like, and uh, you know he said lots. Basically, well, he had a, he had lots of ideas of what they could do for uh, for future you know seasons and settings uh, uh, to go into this this overall story. But uh, lastly. After the the day of panels and uh, asking questions, and uh, we took uh, what it ended up being like a three hour break until we were supposed to uh, meet for the uh, buses uh, to take us over to uh, uh, Universal for the uh, Wizarding World of Harry Potter, and uh, we started out by hopping uh, hopping on the train <laughs> and <laughs> taking a ride. Well, basically from uh, heading into a. Uh, uh, into London is the the direction we took first, and uh, Emma, what did you think of the uh, the sort of the Hogwarts Express the train ride uh, that they that they've created to take you between the two parts of the park? Oh my gosh, I posted a picture on Instagram that I think sums up my my take on it entirely. I look like a five year old on Christmas morning. <laughs> <laughs> my mouth was I was just like smiling with my like jaw dropped the whole time. I was like, this is amazing because you you really feel like you're like engulfed in you know the world of Harry Potter and um, just all of the things that they have happen. Um, on the train ride, uh, it's just so cool. My, the only thing I was like being kind of picky about was I was like, that is not like Hermione's voice. Like it doesn't sound anything like her. Obviously they, they couldn't get Emma Watson to, to do, I guess, a recording or something, or probably would have cost an arm and a leg. But, uh, that was the only thing that like didn't, the rest of it was just so cool. So, so cool. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty. It was pretty slick to because if you were actually to like look outside the train, like if you actually could see outside the train, on one side there'd be like nothing. There would absolutely be nothing on that side of the train. If you were looking out the other side of the train for the the actual train ride, where it actually because it actually does leave a station and go across, you know, to where the other into the other park, into you know a new train, a different train, you know, the London train station there. If you looked out, you know, one side, there would be like just nothing. If you looked out the other side, you would see the park. 
but they have this they have it built so that you're in one of the you know you're in a one of the compartments and when you're looking out the window it's a video screen but it moves just like your you know so it feels like the train while the train actually is moving it feels like you're moving through you know either the woods or into downtown london or and there's you know things flying by you know people on brooms you know or various animals or uh people in flying motorcycles and whatnot depending on which direction you're going and uh then on the other side where the door shuts to the compartment it's built in such a way that it plays out scenes that are of things happening in the hallway where you hear you know people's voices and you see the shat you see their shadows as they're you know walking by or standing outside your compartment and uh, it it gave a pretty good immersive feel like you were taking a a 5 minute you know if it if it only took 5 minutes to get to to get from london to uh, hogsmeade that would be uh, uh, the train ride but quite impressive uh, you know from the look of the stations to everything in between it was uh, it was pretty impressive what do you think Kyle yeah i think you guys pretty much summed it up the the one thing i thought as we were leaving the station was how like we were the, uh, there were only about like 150 of us at the park at that time you could see how this just to get on this 5 minute train ride there was like huge things that they could wind crowds through i can't imagine having to <laughs> oh, wait yeah. hours to take this train ride for 5 minutes to get from yeah to get from one park to the other that is the brilliant part of it that i thought is that you know hogsmeade and uh, the you know the harry potter castle and you know all of that is is in the is in the was Islands of Adventure uh, Universal Park, and the Diagon Alley is in just the uh, Universal uh, Park, and those are two separate parks. And uh, if you want to, so if you want to go to both parts of Harry Potter, you need to buy a two park pass <laughs> or ride the train. You can't even ride the train if you don't have the two park pass. Yeah, so. Yep. So if you want to actually ride that ride and you know, and go to the other section so that you can visit all of Harry Potter, I just thought that was brilliant. It's like, oh, it's it's incredibly it's smart. Like, like you can't just buy the hundred dollar pass; you got to buy the extra thirty dollars to get to the two park pass, uh, so that you can go and then you can use the Harry Potter train ride to get between the two if you want uh, for the the full experience. But uh, Emma, what did you think of uh, Diagon Alley, the new? The new section of Harry Potter, of of Wizard World of Harry Potter. I loved it. I still like the rides better in Hogsmeade, but the overall environment of Diagon Alley, I I absolutely loved the whole little area where we were, you know, hanging out for the bulk of the night. I just, I liked the feel of that more so than I liked the feel of Hogsmeade. Yeah, it, it does, it did have a, a bit more of a, you know, sort of an immersive feel like you walk, you, know, you get off the train and you walk down this fake London street and then you walk through the brick walls and into Diagon Alley and, and you know, walk out. And it's pretty impressive. You know, the first thing you see is the the giant dragon on top dragon. of Gringotts. <laughs> you know? and, that thing was so, every time that breathed fire, like every 20 minutes, it felt so warm. It, it could was, have been like so far away and you still felt the heat from that flame. Yeah, they had, <laughs> yes, they that, that definitely was, 
you could feel the heat coming out of that. Like even though it's a good fifty feet in the air or whatever, you know, it still was. Uh, but that was pretty impressive. Uh, all the different storefronts uh, going inside of Gringotts and you know the goblins and and whatnot. Even though we sort of blazed right through there because we wanted to get to the ride since they right. they only had the ride open for the first hour. <laughs> but the ride was pretty impressive with you know a little different than uh than the uh, forbidden journey ride at uh, at the other part of the park but that's sort of that immersive feel but they added a 3D aspect to it so you wear 3D glasses through the ride and so now you have things like uh bolts of lightning and and, and snakes and whatnot coming you know and big monsters coming at you and uh so that added a an a different you know a little bit different uh, take on the one of those type of of rides that was uh, that was pretty it was pretty well done. Although again, it's one of those it's like for what the ride is. I mean, it, it was perfectly fun when there were like Kyle said, only 150 of us there, or so and you could just walk right in and get on the ride. <laughs> but if I, you yeah, spent, I can't imagine having spent two hours inside of green gods going back and forth looking at the goblins until you got to the ride i don't i don't know <laughs> that is a, that's a long time to wait for but they are pretty impressive uh you know overall yeah i mean i i was really impressed by the size of this half of the park like it was much bigger than i even thought it was like just walking around you could walk around there was like a shop for everything and each shop was well done with its like one was selling wands was one was selling money one was selling ice cream which was so good and i went back the next day for lunch <laughs> um and then uh like just there were so many shops in nocturne alley i thought it was because we went at night it was really dark but they just make it really dark all the time like when you're walking around nocturne alley and they also in this new half of the park they also have like if you buy one of their 40 dollar wands you can go and wave uh the wand a certain way over these certain spots and it activates things on the wall or on the uh, and it makes it cause it to do stuff which is kind of neat like if you're really into this and like you go to that park you could spend like hours just walking around looking at everything just because everything is so detailed. Yeah, I did but, do. They had a couple of the, you know, the park people out there with the wands or whatever that you could have uh, tried some of those things out. But yeah, they had spots where, you know, if you have the wand and you say the right thing or move the wand the right way, it'll like make it rain here or fire here or it turns the lights on in a storefront. Uh, and and various things, so you could feel like uh, it's got an interactive nature to it. So you could feel like you're actually a little wizard if you wanted to, uh, walking around through the place. But then we, uh, after yes, after ice cream, that was the plan. Is uh, is is the ride was Gringotts was only going to be open from seven to eight, even though we were going to be at that part of the park from uh, seven to nine. And so the plan was straight to the ride, then off to the ice cream shop. And then get dinner. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so recommendation: uh, strawberry peanut butter ice cream and the uh, salted blondie. caramel blondie. Oh, the yeah. salted caramel blondie was so good, and the sticky toffee pudding is the one I had with that, and it was so good. I had to get the same thing the next day for lunch. <laughs> yes, that's right. It's a very healthy weekend of yes. eating. Uh, and you you can take that a recommendation because while it was you know. We could just get some as part of 
the event the night before, Kyle actually went back and spent his own money to get it the next day. <laughs> so if I could have bought some to take home, I would have. That's how good the ice cream was. <laughs> uh, then we took the train ride back, and uh, this time uh, into Hogsmeade, where you get a different uh, different things play out the window, a different scene uh, plays in the hallway on your way in. Uh, and then you get off there, and we had a, a a bit to spend some time to spend there, and uh, and you know, more dessert. I think I had some more strawberry peanut butter ice cream. Uh, I had a second frozen butter beer. <laughs> yes, and uh, got got a frozen butter beer on the way out. That's the uh, that that's always the the way to end the the night at the park is with a a frozen butter beer, which is basically a a cream soda. Slurpee is <laughs> basically what that is, is, but it's it's really good. Uh, and uh, you know, rode uh, you know Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey again, which is a great ride. And I do give him credit for while there is long waits, where there would be long waits for these rides during you know when the parks are open. Uh, it's quite detailed in the things that they have inside these lines for you to like. You know, where they have scenes playing out in like Dumbledore's office and uh, they've, you know, you in one section, you're going down the stairs and there's all the, you know, the moving, the moving paintings and stuff like that talking to you uh, on the wall. And it's it's quite immersive. Uh, so at least it's not super boring. <laughs> you know, there's the they they have created a much better experience for you while you're waiting to get on the ride. But with no line, these are all the things that we just blaze right through to get to the ride. Uh, but uh, but yeah, all in all, a, a good time. And you know, it you, you can't beat any type of amusement park where you can get exclusive access to it. You know, even for just a couple hours. You know? It was more than enough time too. Yeah. We, we, it we was. were done. Yeah. Yeah, after a while, it was like we still had time, and you're like, "You want to go on a ride again?" It's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've, I'm done with, with rides. I'm just gonna suck in my butter beer here." And uh, you can't ride the drinking it. You it. It's just, it's too, it's too sweet. The other problem with the with the rides is that they're just like, "Here's dinner and some roller coasters." <laughs> that like, was also part of it. <laughs> you're like, "That's what I need is a full stomach before I go and get jostled around for a while." Uh, so yeah, that was uh, that was our experience at uh, the uh, Sci-Fi Digital Press Tour, and uh, quite a fun time. Looking forward to looking forward to much of their new. Their new shows. I'm pretty much looking for all of the, that they their new stuff, except for Town of the Living Dead. I could care less about that. But <laughs> but the uh, the scripted stuff, and uh, interested enough in what they said about Helix to give the second season a try, which I probably wasn't going to do before this. So that worked out for him, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be watching all of it. <laughs> yes, and uh, you'll have to. You have to keep us up to date, Kyle, on whether if, if Z Nation uh, continues, continues on its uh, yeah. on its streak of uh... <laughs> yeah, I, episode six and seven really good. We'll see where it goes from here. But <laughs> all right, so with that, we'll jump into the uh, primetime segment. Uh, first up is the hundred, uh, season two, episode one, the forty-eight. <laughs> They've lost a lot of people since they. Does that include started. the adults, though? No, that's the that's how many 
uh, are left after the attack that were taken in by at, at Mount Weather is there's 48 of them. So there's still, you know, there's still a uh, Finn and, and what's his name out there. So, and you know, whatever else you there. And then the, you know, uh, the sister with the, so about the 54. So there's, so there's really like maybe yeah in the fifties left or something like that. Uh, all the stuff they've encountered, uh, along with the big, uh, <laughs> The big fight here, they lost, uh, they apparently lost a lot of people, but now they have uh, all the adults uh, have, or the ones that survived have, have landed. And uh, I thought that added an interesting aspect to the, like when they take, <laughs> they take the one guy away for beating on the other guy, even though the other guys like killed all kinds of people and it's <laughs> And stuff, and they're just like, well, we're not sav, you know, we're not animals, and uh, you know, we're here now, and there's rules. Uh, so that, that's an interesting dynamic of of now this group of adults coming down and wanting to impose how they've been doing things, you know, for years on the on the space station, but having you know the their children that were down here, you know, having a lot more knowledge about what's going on down here and things they've dealt with since they've landed, you know, that, that'll make for some interesting, uh, uh, aspects. They also, you know, introduced the whole Mount weather and this group that's, uh, that's, uh, been stuck inside there for quite some time. Uh, and then you have, uh, uh I, I, I'm calling, I called them, uh, you have the grounders and then I, I was calling them these, people the mount weather i was calling them the undergrounders <laughs> and then then they they showed another like uh that was following that was following lincoln and uh why can i not think of her name octavia yeah following lincoln octavia somebody you know another person that you had seen but obviously had been from a group that had been quite affected by the radiation uh, on the planet that you hadn't really seen uh, before, uh, so they 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 introduced a lot of new stuff in this in the second episode or in the first episode of the second season. Yeah, they splintered up this group into so many different factions now, trying to figure out who's the good guy and what uh, and what's going on. One thing, one small thing that really impressed me was just the the girl that was like cleaning up the room. Like my first reaction when they took up the thing, I'm like, wow, she's awfully pale. It didn't even occur to me, oh, because they don't go outside. But it, just the way they did the, just the way they did the makeup, like I instantly saw, like compared to um, Clark, she was so pale, and Clark looks like so healthy and refreshed. But I was just impressed at the the little details that they went through to make them look like these were like people that were underground all this time and don't get any sunlight because they have no windows or, or anything. But yeah, I'm interested to see what all these different uh, groups like. I don't know who wouldn't want to stay with these undergrounders. Did you see that cake? It was so <laughs> it was so good. Like I would have stayed. Like Jasper and the other guy like have the right attitude. Like this is good. Do you really want to leave? Like who cares what's out there? But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting because they they're obviously hiding more secrets. So it'll be interesting to see. Like, what's really going on with those people? What they do with her now? Like, is she really going to just, uh, like, be uh, happy, captive? I doubt it, but we'll see what happens. 
No, she was using her new art supplies to <laughs> create a new plan on how to get out of that place. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot <laughs> with, about that. Yeah. With the map, she was like, uh, okay, this is not a this is not a way out. This doesn't work. How about – are you watching, Emma? I am not. I have not. I saw the pilot, and I haven't seen it since. The pilot – I thought the pilot was pretty good, but it is really – I think it's like probably – maybe three or four episodes into it. And you're like, Oh, okay. This is not your typical CW show with a sci-fi slant to it. Uh, right. They, they really go into some dark places and uh, you know, the series is, is really about here. You have, here's your three choices. None of them are good, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you got to make one. <laughs> like, And, uh, and they have a you know sort of a fertile ground to uh, play with, and they've dropped a whole bunch of new stuff on on this new season that you're just like okay, I'm, I'm on board for another uh, a season with this, and I'm with Clark. They're they're hiding something. Well, <laughs> you, you forgot. There's even one more group to mention that the Chancellor's up in the air in whatever's left of the ship, and then he heard like crying. So there's more people up there somewhere that are alive or something, or he's starting yeah. to lose it because he's. Uh, uh, losing air, that that'll be interesting to see. Just because of what Isaiah Washington, like he wouldn't say, but he kept wanting to talk about it, but he wouldn't say like what was going on up there, and he just kept saying, "You like you have to, you have to watch," because you're just like. Why is he even here at Comic Con? Like he, yeah, was, <laughs> he was supposed to be dead at the end of the last. <laughs> he's gonna die pretty soon, right? Like, how are they gonna? What what are they gonna do there? But. He's at least there for a little bit. But I, I would think the second season, you could almost just start watching with the second season. They've changed so much stuff now and introduced so much stuff. You can almost just join in in the second season if you haven't seen the first season. Right. Yeah, but then you miss out on all the great stuff of the first season, though. That's the thing. <laughs> and you can catch up on Netflix. You can just jump right in. It's oh. only 13 episodes. It's all 13 episodes. Uh, just uh, zip right across. And uh, you're, you're ready for uh, you're ready for season two, but uh, we'll move on to uh, Constantine, uh, season one, episode one, uh, Non Est Asylum, which was the uh, series premiere, which apparently was the third iteration of this of this episode. <laughs> uh, from what I understand, they they had the original pilot. Then they had a slightly changed pilot that they played at Comic Con, and then the episode that actually aired had even a a different sort of ending where it was I, it was this you know it was still a change but it was like a whole another change to it apparently i'm just waiting for episode two like i want to see what the series is really going to be i'm waiting for episode two yeah this is the third time i've watched this and i could have sworn that little tacked on thing at the very end was not there the second time i watched this like with this mysterious person drawing his adventures, like I don't, I don't remember that in the second time I watched it. Yeah, I, I guess they they added that, but the the thing that got me was just the here we've had this whole episode, we've introduced you to this other character, we've taught her to you know to see some of these things, and uh, it was connected to her father that I used to work with, and and then all of a sudden at the end of it he. The other guy comes in and drops the necklace and says, she left. <laughs> what, what I found really interesting is they used the same 
Well, they they used the same excuse for what scared her away versus what pulled her into the thing. Yeah, that, like <laughs> like the fact that there was this kid that she didn't save. Like in the original pilot, that's what pulled her in, and that's why she wanted to help and become part of this. But in the revised pilot, oh, see, I had to show her that she couldn't save everyone, so that's how I scared her away. And then they did something to make her forget or something, right? Like that she wouldn't remember any of this happened. Like, I can't remember. I've seen well, they, so many versions of this pilot they, that I they, can't remember. They, what. I don't know that she would forget. It was something about that they, some sort of cloaking spell so that she would be safe or something uh, with her cousin or wherever it was that they sent her. I just thought it was funny that uh, she decided to leave. She decided to leave because of this thing that you set up to make her, you know, see, you know, that she would drive by it, uh, which, like you said, originally was the thing that he had set up to, and it pulled her in to be part of the team and in this case it made her run off but i did like the oh but before she left she did a lot of scrying and here's a yeah. map of like a hundred places where there's stuff going down or will be going down uh and i was just like okay that was kind of silly bring on episode two so i can see what this series is really going to be yeah, yeah. i'm not on this until we see more but what did you what you know what did you think of you know some of what you did see I mean, they tried to end up playing it off as she just was the character of the week that needed to be helped (laughs) instead of she was going to be a new, uh, you know, member of the team. So it it sort of fits in the overall of what the series will be. Basically, they'll be, you know, it'll be the thing of the week that they're having to deal with. And, you know, with the overarching story of him uh, trying to get the girl that he sent, uh, you know, uh, way back uh, when uh, away and, you know, trying to fix his own, uh, his own problems along the way. But I don't know. I thought it sort of felt, uh, you know, almost sort of supernatural, like not supernatural of like supernatural stuff, supernatural. Yeah. Like like the the show. show. Right. Right. I would say, I think that pilot was better than this pilot, but, um, I really want this show to do well. It it films here in Atlanta and um, of course going to support anything local. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm, I'm really interested to watch the next week to see, or this week to see, you know, with the, the, where they introduced the new character, which was that, who that was at the end, draw, doing all the drawing, is that going to be the new character? Like, because uh, you don't see her face, uh, so you're, you're you're not really sure of uh, what this added thing is. It could be. Are they just going to have, like, the same thing? It's this girl that can see things and she draws it instead of uh, <laughs> sees it? Like, I don't know. I don't know what how they're changing the show. So, like you said, I really need to see. Well, there, there's the something... Yeah, there's. I guess there's something in that she can see something or something, but she's a little more badass and can uh, uh, can can deal with stuff on her own, I guess. But, I but think- yeah, just just uh, want to see what I'm, I'm supposed. What I'm thinking is really the like the real pilot. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah the- this is like we already had it filmed. We might as well air it, but change it slightly. But I, I think at least. Pairing it with Grimm is probably a good idea because it's similar in some ways. Like you have this guy who has this power and he's teamed up with some other, like his friend is like the helper guy who can, who's like, I guess he can't die, but he's like joking a bit. 
Yeah, it, it has the and it has the little bit of a procedural nature to it that there'll be you know something each week that they're dealing with, and I think of the things they've tried to pair with Grimm, it definitely is the best fit. <laughs> yeah. of a, it's not the best show. Like Hannibal is obviously the best show they've put in that post Grimm time slot, but this is I think the best fit of something uh, uh, that that goes with it, like that. Somebody that watches Grimm would be like, oh, I'll check this out. This, you know, kind of fits in the same, not just the same genre, but sort of the same style of show. I didn't see, though, did either of you see, like, any of the ratings, like what it did? I forgot to look that up. I have not seen that. I rarely look up ratings. I just assume that they'll show up in my inbox if they're good. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) the network will be bragging about it. And I did not see that for Constantine, so I don't know what that means. Yeah, I know I saw it, but I don't. Yeah, remember, that, right? yeah. yeah. If you get the email that says it's the most watched, whatever in the, whatever, the, however they can spin it, like the most watched show ever at ten o'clock on Friday in the last five years or something. Yeah, you probably would have exactly. seen that. You probably would have seen that email all over the place. Uh, but yeah, that's. Uh, but anyway, I guess we're all pretty much in the same boat. We 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 kind of like the, the idea of it and. Uh, we really want to see what the show is actually going to be. So we're going to watch the next couple episodes. And with that, we'll move on to uh, the walking dead uh, season five, episode three, four walls and a roof, uh, which played last night, man, the show can get gruesome. sometimes. <laughs> it was intense last night. Of course it was at the end of uh, episode two was uh, pretty intense and horrific too. But uh, last night and, and uh, yeah, the massacre was just, it was intense to watch. Yeah, and and the you know the title of the episode where you know like the 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 priest or the minister walks out and he said this is the house of the Lord and she's just like nah this is this is four walls and a roof oh, <laughs> it's like <laughs> this is... but yeah it, it puts an end to the uh, Gareth and the cannibals. I'm surprised they killed him off so quick. I thought he was going to be around for a while, like tormenting them. I think at some point, I mean, obviously, not to get too much into the comics or any kind of spoiler land, but there's there's a new big bad that's on the horizon, and I imagine that he would come into play at some point this season, and, and that's going to be a pretty big deal when it when it happens. So I think edging us towards that. Yeah, who do you think uh, when, well, just one, at first you just see one return of Daryl and Carol, and... And well, we didn't actually like, see Carol. She's like, where's Carol? And he turns around and says, come on out. But it sounded like he was talking to, like, more than just, like, <laughs> like they had found some people or something or 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 what was going on. Did they find Beth or did they find Beth and more people and rescue a whole bunch of people and bring them back? Yeah, I don't know. I, it, I, it, the preview episode looked like it was going to be a Beth-centric episode. But it looked like possibly like it was going to be an episode where it's sort of like a flashback. Here's what's been happening to Beth while all this other stuff's been happening to all these other people. Kind right. of like some of the episodes yeah. they did uh, last season. And uh, yeah. maybe it ends yeah. with, you know, Daryl and Carol finding uh, Beth and whoever else is, is was with her and uh, wherever they were, you know, wherever she's been being kept. Maybe it ends with them returning with her and, and some others. But uh uh, we'll see how how that works with the. Uh, sometimes you get lost a little bit. And you're like, oh wait a second, this is this is happening concurrently with you know what we've been watching for the last well 
three episodes plus a couple episodes to end last season. Last season. Since yeah. she was well, taken, so. They keep, they keep joining the group together and then splitting them up again. Like, because we lost Glenn, Maggie, and Tara this time. They went off with uh, Abraham and and the other guy, the, uh, the guy with the mullet. Eugene. Uh, Eugene. <laughs> they're supposed to follow, but they're like waiting for, you know, uh, Daryl and Carol to come back. We'll see. We'll see how how that happens. Yeah, because it's like, what part of not splitting up have we? Exactly right. Like it's not that hard. You guys just need to stay together. Like it's like twelve hours. Like just stay put and chill out. Like nothing's gonna change in twelve hours. Yeah, I, I don't know. They. <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes after all the stuff they've been through, you just go. You'd seem like they'd have they'd put some better plans in place. <laughs> you'd think they'd be a little bit smarter about stuff. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like here's the map. This is where we're gonna try and go. So try and follow us here in a while. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we won't get detoured in any you know at all. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, you finally got the scene with uh, you know Rick where he's like, "Well, I made him a promise." You know that he was going to kill him with the hatch, you know, with the the machete, with the red, uh, uh, with the red handle, and uh, that was all. That was all pretty gruesome because, with what these people were doing, and they were, they, you know, letting them go just meant that they were going to do that to the next group of people. Maybe they wouldn't. They'd leave your, you know, your group alone. Uh, but when they take somebody out. <laughs> It's the most brutal thing ever. Like, well, they didn't want to waste any bullets. Yeah, well, but I mean, but one chop of the <laughs> uh, with the machete and he's gone. You don't have to go, you know, like thirty swings <laughs> of the machete. The knife may be dull. You don't know. <laughs> but it's always it's always like just a just this huge brutality, though. Well, I did, I did like that. That's what made like Glenn, Maggie, and Tara like they witnessed that going on. They're like, uh, we'll go with Abraham <laughs> in the first bus. You, you guys can follow later. <laughs> I did like that Michonne got her sword back. That sounds like a movie. Michonne got her sword back. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, that's uh, you know. That that should be good. <laughs> I liked in I liked in the earlier in it where she's like, I'll I'll take care of this one and she reached and she was like, Oh yeah, that's right. I don't have my sword. <laughs> All that ingrained in of uh of finding it. But so far I think this season's been pretty good. Uh what they like what they've yeah, been dealing enjoy. with. They've had some, you know, they've had some action. They've had some interesting stuff, you know, like like them eating Bob right in front of him. <laughs> But then, gross. but then Bob <laughs> laughing because he's just like, I was infected, yo. <laughs> like, Joke's so new. I, I don't know if cooking it does anything, but you know, it's it's sort of a weird thing though with the whole infection thing because like everybody's infected, so like if you die, you're going to become one. But if you die from a bite, you become one slower, type of thing. And so I don't know, like if you ate somebody that had been bitten who's like they're just getting like the same infection a different way right like that's uh it's yeah, it's all then, weird and like how you like if you die you like almost you know just of like natural causes you almost like instantly turn into or or if you die of some various way you you become uh that but if you get bit it takes you like days <laughs> you know like you've got right. some time uh before you've actually before it 
kills you and and turns you. So you know you have some interesting stuff with that. But uh, I I just thought it was funny because then they were all they had like no idea. He's like, we cooked it. It should be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, his whole his whole conversation about the women taste better and all this other stuff was so disturbing. Yes, (laughs) you were thrilled to see him get a taste of his own medicine, (laughs) so to speak. (laughs) Yeah, when he was yeah with the. because of their extra layer of fat for child rearing, <laughs> uh, even the skinny girls have it, and the pretty ones taste even. I think the pretty ones taste even better than that. That was so. That was super creepy. Like, and all with his, he kept putting it back to like, uh, you know. But we were we were all right until this group came, you know, and then it turned into what it was, and you're just like, uh, <laughs> that's just. <laughs> Yeah, you went the wrong way when you took it back over. You 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 went the wrong way, and uh, but yeah, the the choice of join us to eat others or be eaten that's not, you know, that's not much of a choice really. Like, what's the what's the deal there? If you tell me it's chicken, uh, I'll <laughs> eat it. <laughs> yeah, well, at least I guess they didn't use that. Like, he, I was I was waiting for it. Like when he's eating him, he was going to tell Bob that he tasted like chicken. <laughs> but uh, they they went away from that but uh but yeah i think uh i don't know i i feel like uh, after some of last season and whatever uh even though they keep making some stupid decisions it seems like I, i'm a little more on board with uh, what's going down it's they seem to have found the right balance of the you know the character stories along with the zombie action and, yeah. they've, and they've been telling some interesting stories of, you know, like, you know, like right now with the, you know, the the type of people they have to be to survive in this. But, uh, but you know, like Carl telling his dad, like he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have to be, you know, totally this uh, like forever. Or if there is potential to, you know, for something to be solved, which we're all pretty sure is not going to happen like <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know if they change if they're going to change things up for the series where sooner or later they do find a cure and they're able to live happily ever after uh, well, well i don't understand <laughs> like when the cdc was gone how can they expect this other place that they're going to actually still be there and be fine like i don't see like i don't think there is any hope everywhere is destroyed <laughs> yeah. and like this uh i don't know i just uh it, it should uh it should be interesting, though, at least at least for a bit, at least for some group to have some sort of a mission more than just surviving from day to day. Right. It does add an yep. interesting aspect to the show. And yet you didn't watch Z Nation. They have a mission. <laughs> well, <that> was, <laughs> they have that the same was, mission that of was getting the, a guy. Yeah. Well, that was the thing I was interested in in that. And then it was just this weird campy. And then from seeing like what the next few episodes were going to be, it just seemed like here's the weird thing we can do with the zombie this week. And it felt like the show was more about creating, a, you know, a baby zombie or this type zombie of zombie tornado yeah, or this type of thing. Or, or I will say that now there's a zombie tsunami coming. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I think I would call it a tsunami. <laughs> but yeah, it just seemed like there was more in, the, and I didn't like, well, the only character I liked, they killed off in the first episode, and I didn't really like any of the other characters really. So, and then it was—it just seemed like, oh, we're just going to get the 
the weird zombie. Our zombies are different than everybody else's zombies because they can do this. A baby that can't that can't walk yet, but once it turns into a zombie, it can run around, uh, type of thing. So, I don't know that that just uh, that just threw me off from and and normally I like sort of the like I said like I said I was I'm been looking for sort of the more humor filled you know fun type of sci-fi type thing but I don't know this was just it didn't the the mixture of ingredients just didn't work for me with Z Nation but I think that'll do it for a prime time and we'll move on to uh, the TV recommendations uh, I'll start uh, mine is a WKRP in Cincinnati comes out uh, this uh, comes out this week, uh, and uh, the interesting thing is that Shout Factory has been able to clear like ninety percent of the music, so the show is pretty close to the actual show. There's still some stuff they weren't able to get, but from what I understand, even within those, they didn't cut like those scenes out. So uh, in previous times, they had just cut whole scenes out. <laughs> you know, so you just like. You lost the whole joke and premise of some of certain situations because they just instead of trying to uh, to fake it with some other type of music or something. But uh, uh, there's some special features on the on the set, uh, 13 disc uh, set with uh, some special features, uh, you know, interviews and and other things uh, to go along with it. But a really funny show. And to ha- to actually for it to actually finally get released with most of the original music is actually pretty impressive. Uh, so that's my uh, that's my recommendation uh, this week. Emma, did you have a recommendation? Um, not a DVD recommendation, but TV. I would say I really like "Marry Me." I think it's really cute, and I want people to watch it so it stays on. All right, and a, a, a little a little shout out for "Marry Me" on there. I've, I've liked the first couple episodes. I I, I th- love the cast. The cast is yeah, great. I think I think that with the cast and the people behind it, I think that kind of like happy endings. Give them a few episodes, and they'll figure out what they're really good at. Right, and uh, yeah. I think it could be. I think it it's still in that potential phase, but I, I see enough in it the first couple episodes that. Uh, I, I want it to stick around to see, although I still think it should be paired with A to Z as opposed to about a boy. It just, I agree. For, for a rom-com hour. Uh, but uh, how about you, Kyle? Uh, so my pick was last week tonight with John Oliver. Um, I just, it's, I watch it every Sunday. It's a great way to end my Sunday nights. I just find it both informative but also highly entertaining. I had never watched The Daily Show or whatever John Oliver was on before, so this was my first exposure to him and his humor. But I just find it... What I find interesting about the show is like he brings up these serious news stories, but he presents it in such a way that it's very fun and humorous. Like... It makes you care about the story, even though you're laughing about it the whole time. So I, it's, I just find it really entertaining way to get my news, since I don't tend to watch a lot of news. <laughs> it, 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 the, I've mostly watched the, you know, the bits that they put out on YouTube, uh, which has been pretty interesting. That, that you know, they put like the major segments out on. <laughs> And they do some really deep dives into, you know, like 10 minutes into some certain subjects, which are very entertaining and very funny, but also 
a pretty informative or at least informative enough that it makes you want to like research it like research it yourself or just go like really is that what's going on (laughs) like with that that's messed up uh but yeah some very some very funny stuff there with uh with john oliver and if you have HBO Go, you can or borrow it from a friend. You can watch them all. <laughs> you can watch them all right there. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that's the or you can watch the the full things that way. Or you can they've been doing pretty good at putting a lot of uh, a lot of the a lot of their bits out on and some and in some cases actually filming some bits just for the YouTube channel, like <laughs> about stuff when they're on their sort of like little mini hiatuses between. You know where they're not. You know they take a few weeks off here and there. Uh, so that's that's been uh, that's that, been pretty interesting. That's what I always find disappointing when I go to watch it Sunday night. And I'm like, oh, it's not on this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, those are uh, those are our recommendations this week. Uh, you can find uh, we'll have uh, links to those in the show notes. Uh, in the case of uh, WKRP in Cincinnati, well, and some of the others, it's. Uh, Sometimes links are affiliate links, uh, which if you purchase through those links, it helps us pay for things like hosting of the podcast and uh, and whatnot. And with that, uh, we'll move on to uh, a little bit of listener feedback. Uh, just wanted to say uh, thanks. Uh, trying to add this in to the uh, at the end of each month. I wanted to say thank you to uh, Glenn Murphy uh, for liking uh, TV Times 3 on Facebook. Uh, he also sent in an email to uh, thank us for, uh, uh, let's see, uh, to thank us for, uh, well, for Amory uh, mentioned a couple weeks ago uh, on TV to, or on on TV tonight dot com that uh, to thank us for for that he wrote uh, just wanted to send you a little message thank you for mentioning us on your podcast uh, it was such a thrill for our team to hear it was it as we are only a couple months old also keep up the great work uh, love listening to all of you chat about TV. Well, uh, thanks, Glenn, and uh, Amory really uh, likes uh, what you've guys have got going uh, there. Uh, he also uh, on TV tonight also started following us on uh, Twitter, uh, along with uh, like to say thank you to uh, We Duel C, uh, Kimberly McIntosh, uh, Hank Page, uh, Mister Podcast, uh, James G Barnes, who also uh, sent in. Uh, an email uh, talking about uh, Manhattan to let us know that uh, the full season of Manhattan is on Hulu Plus. Uh, we had mentioned it in a previous that uh, I had gotten behind on it. Part of the reason I never caught up was because at the time you couldn't, like on my cable, I was, you only had the last four episodes. And uh, by the time I had a cable package that actually had WGN. So that's a potential to uh, go back and watch. If I had Hulu Plus, that's the one subscription thing i don't have it's like all these subscription things keep popping up it's like how many can you have in addition to your cable and (laughs) and even if you cut your cable by the time you start adding all these things like the announcement of hbo will possibly have a future uh you know ability to access their stuff via an app and uh cbs uh with their thing that pretty soon it's like, yeah, your cable bill might be really expensive, but by the time you get all these individual apps or <laughs> pay for the, all these individual service, you're going to be paying just as much anyways. So I don't know that it's really all that uh, <laughs> all that great. Uh, also, uh, Stuart and uh, Beth Ann, all for uh, joining us on Twitter uh, at TV Times Three. So if you have uh, you know any questions or uh, any feedback for us, you can always hit us up on Twitter. 
uh, at TV Times 3. And uh, a couple other emails, uh, Carl Brand, who's uh, at My Bogan Poetry on uh, on Twitter, he wrote in, TV Times 3 is a podcast I look forward to each week. Thank you, Carl. I'm glad, uh, we're glad to have you as a listener. Uh, I have to say this week's podcast, I believe he was referring to episode 246, uh, when we had uh, Brian uh, from Aero Squad and uh, uh, Central City Underground on as a guest, along with uh, Amory was uh, also on that episode. He said, had a real negative tone in a few noticeable areas. Uh, he mentioned in terms of relating to other critics, uh, I agree that there are there is an agenda that can be pushed forward on unusual projects that are out of the norm. And he liked it that uh, I was I said I was willing to go back and take another look at Transparent to see if... Uh, my initial impression was correct or not. Uh, also, uh, many of the other reviews really seemed to, to be looking for things that were wrong. And I'm, I was trying to think back to that episode, and I think we kind of did, <laughs> while we all like Big Bang Theory, I think we did sort of start ripping at it <laughs> a bit. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's like eight eight-year-old carcass. Uh, but... <laughs> But it's uh, there were some other things too. I, I Amory didn't like Sarah on Arrow, and uh, but sometimes there's while we really like these shows, uh, there's also sometimes there's things about the shows that are still bothering you, or and uh, it's hard to not mention those sometimes. It's uh, so I I don't know. I don't remember us being that negative on that episode, except for Big Bang Theory. But maybe we were. Uh, but uh, at at any rate, thanks for writing in, Carl. And lastly, Nana wrote, hello, I'm Nana, and I love your podcast. Well, thank you, Nana. I'm glad that you, you love the podcast. And uh, that was also from that previous episode. I think that was that episode also that we talked about, that we were confused on the Barbara Gordon and, and of it all. And uh, this is what she wrote in. She said, I just wanted to answer your question you all had regarding Barbara, Jim Gordon's fiance in Gotham. Uh, in Batman Year One, he is married to Barbara, and they both have a child, a baby boy, who is kidnapped by the mob. Uh, it is also the time in which he meets and has an affair with Sarah Essen, another detective, who will later become his wife after he divorces Barbara. Uh, so so I guess there's a, if they go a similar way as the comics, I guess he, in, he could end up having a baby with <laughs> the other one and naming her Barbara. Still, I don't know. Still confusing. <laughs> Seems odd to get remarried and name your daughter after your ex-wife. I know. <laughs> so I don't know what what's all going there, but uh, you know, there's a lot, uh, they definitely have a lot of stuff to work with out of uh, with Gotham, and uh, but also in going their own way with it. You know, it doesn't have to follow exactly along how things have gone in the past. But just wanted to say thank you to all of those who have uh, been uh, following us and. Uh, if you have feedback, you can always hit us up, uh, feedback at tvtimes3.com or, like I said, at tvtimes3 on Twitter. And uh, with that, uh, as I mentioned before, you can find the links to the news stories we talked about and our recommendations, as well as where you can find Emma and Kyle online uh, in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 248. And uh, next week, Amory will be back with me, and our guest will be uh, Tina Charles from tvgoodness.com and... As always, the opening and closing music is provided by IODA Promonet. The song is TV Party by the Asylum Street Spankers from their Mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. And uh, thank you, Emma and Kyle, for joining me on episode 248. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> 
All right. We sit glued to the TV set all night. And every night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews. We decide, you know, we come up with like you know, a weird... We come up with like a weird... Why am I playing Why am I back playing myself? Back myself? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's not okay, going to work. work. You had to say weird, and that's when this all started. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff got weird. Okay. Okay, it seems to have stopped. Okay, that was strange. <laughs> all of a sudden, I was like, is it on a delay, I could hear myself... It's a TV Times 4 with Jason and Jason <laughs> and Emma and Kyle. Uh, I have no idea where I was going. That it totally threw me off. <laughs> no, the Z Nation thing, it just became, it, it looked like it was like.